All right, folks, it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming at you. We've got great guests, Todd Lizenby with the franchise. We'll be on to talk Oklahoma City Energy and a little preview of the Black Gold Derby, which will be on Saturday. And we also have Fortuna, Tulsa's head coach, Michael Wilson, on to talk all things Fortuna, Tulsa. We'll have updates on Tulsa Athletic, everything Tulsa. We're going to talk about it. MLS, little pick'em contest we'll have with the viewers and listeners. Set back, relax, get inside. It's it's stormy because it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Hey everybody, Roger Graham here. I just realized we had a little bit of a snafu at the beginning of Todd's interview, but I just wanted to mention a real quick uh, podcast is sponsored by RoughneckScarves.com, R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S.com. Also on BGN.FM is where you can find the podcast. And we have Todd Lizenby up with 107.7 in Oklahoma City and 107.9 FM in Tulsa. Uh, from you can hear him every day from 9 a.m. to 9 to 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and also you can hear him on Saturday morning set piece at 8 a.m. on both of the stations I just mentioned. So you'll hear it, it'll cut off, and we'll have that interview. I apologize for that little technical issue there. It's a great, just a great time, you know, with all the anticipation. Everyone's undefeated right now, you know. We, here in Tulsa, we're not quite sure what we have, you know, and, and, and there in, in Oklahoma City, it seems like you guys have signed, it's reloading a little bit, new coach uh, with Stephen Cook there uh, taking over for uh, Jimmy Nielsen. But what, do you, what do you kind of expect? I know just you've got a lot of the cast, same cast of characters, but obviously going to be a different style of play, correct? Yeah, I mean, they, they kept a lot of players that I think, if you were to ask Energy fans who were the most exciting players on the roster, mm-hmm. pretty much all of those guys are back. And then uh, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, interesting way they've done things this year in some of the offseason pickups. They've really, really put an emphasis on picking up some guys with local ties to kind yeah. of, you know, I think uh, I think really tie in the whole, you know, city and club type of culture together and, uh, they've got five guys this year that have Oklahoma City ties. Yep. Uh, a couple of them that played at Deer Creek, one that played at U.S. Grant, Nevin Memorial. Uh, Brian Byers, that's from the city area, played at Putnam City, which I think you're familiar with him. Uh-huh, um, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I think four, actually, four guys that are that have you know legit roots here playing high school soccer in Oklahoma in the Oklahoma City area. So. Right. Um, and, and a lot of those guys I've, you know, I've seen play at the professional level and it's, mm-hmm. it's not just like they went out and signed them because they're from Oklahoma city. There's right. some good talented players as well that they brought in. The The one thing I don't know about Roger is I don't know style yet. What we're going to see from right. Steve cook. And, and I, you know, I tried to kind of push him on that when I had him on my, uh, on my show last week or mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And, and, you know, I think he gave the right answer, which is, uh, we don't want to be an attacking team. We don't want to be a defend a defending team. We want to be both. We want right. to be able to kind of do a little bit of everything. I do know preseason matches, they've put up a lot of goals and kept uh, 
kept quite a few clean sheets. So sure. it's all looked good in the preseason. I, I think it's going to be exciting. And it's, you know, they brought back the type of players, especially up front, that it makes you think that you're going to see an attacking style of football. So right. uh, for that reason, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, in the past with Jimmy, we had kind of a similar style to what we do here in Tulsa. You have the four back, maybe a CDM, and then uh, an attacking mid and, and maybe a holding mid there. And then, of course, your two forwards. And it's very, you know, attack-minded, you know, depending if you're playing on the road and, or at home. And it was really funny kind of just seeing that. And I'll be interested to see if that's what sets up here. And, and just something to kind of piggyback off your other point about the local talent, Christian Abiega. Uh, his brother just uh, got some minutes in the MLS, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian, who uh, you know, one of my one of my stops here, Oklahoma City, the one year we had Ryo OKC, I did mm-hmm. the the color commentary for their TV broadcast, and he he made a stop. Uh, for, he was sent on loan from the Houston Dynamo to Ryo OKC, so certainly familiar with him. Of course, sure. Brian Byers is on that team as well. So, uh, yeah, he's. He, uh, the, the, Ibiega is, uh, is certainly a well-known family around here. In fact, I was told they were, uh, Sebastian anyway, his brother, mm-hmm. I was told that he might've been a better football player than soccer player actually. So <laughs> that's pretty scary if he's getting minutes in the MLS and he was a better football player. Oh, geez. Yeah. You, you have to have that, I guess that, uh, you know, he plays defense. So maybe you want somebody that's a, a really good football American rules football player playing back there in defense, especially if you've got to, you go know, keep these uh, attackers in line and maybe clip, clip a few hills if you can keep them out of the box. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, Christian plays a lot like Sebastian. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a, uh, he's a guy that will get in the box and he's active on set pieces. He scored right. a couple goals this year. So, um, he's a big physical fella. So I, I think, uh, I think that, you know, he's just kind of a younger version of his brother. I think he's the younger of the two. But, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's a player that I think fans are excited about. And I was a little bit surprised, really, to see how much he has scored in the preseason. And you wonder sure. if that's going to be kind of a, a weapon, a change-up on set pieces that really from the energy, you the last couple of years, that's a place where they haven't been super successful is on set pieces. Yeah, except for the, you know, the flip throw in and a ball hitting the ground (laughs) once. Oh, gosh, what a goal that was, right? That's just. Yeah, that's one that I don't think people have quit talking about for some time. And that was Miguel Gonzalez Mm -hmm. who scored that. He's back, and he's been a scoring machine in the preseason as well. I would expect everything offensively to kind of revolve around him. And then, uh, you know, players like Alex Dixon that are so quick on the wings and Jose Barril, who's a real Mm -hmm. creative midfielder. And then Jose Angulo, who last season at the end of the year was really key in the Energy's playoff run and was a late-season signing. They brought him back as well. So they've got a ton of attacking options. I I think I would argue, just from my perspective here in Tulsa, that Angulo was was really the difference maker uh, for Tulsa – I'm sorry, for Oklahoma City making the playoff run. Uh, it just, 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 he seemed like he caught on fire right at the right time. And uh, Oklahoma City – I didn't want to play Oklahoma City in the playoffs, that's for sure. Well, and it was weird, too, because he really was signed out of necessity mm-hmm. last season. I mean, they had so many injuries that it was like, okay, another attacker's down, another striker's down, bring somebody in. And right. he was signed, and, uh, you know, everyone knew about his history in the USL. He'd won the Golden Boot before, but that was when the league was different, and they wondered if, if he still had that in him, and he showed that he did. So mm-hmm. I think he, he uh, meshed really well with the pieces Oklahoma City has to put around him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and when I saw him re-sign, I was like, oh, that's good. You know, that's that's we want him right down the turnpike, playing him three times this year and having to deal with him, and uh, you know, we've got the Dixon boys back, and I, I'm just saying, there's Cody Andrews, Kyle Highland, another one who uh, who had that really nice skill. Speaking of Ryo, uh, he had that that's goal right. against yeah. Ryo, and uh, real quick, speaking of, I just kind of want to just really, uh, you know, just from a personal standpoint, I. I'm I'm sad that Ryo is no longer in the league because one of the best matches I've ever watched on TV at the lower division was the Oklahoma City and Ryo OKC match. I, that was such a fun match to sit there and watch on TV. You knew just this. I, I don't know. I just it's in a way it's kind of sad we won't see that again. Yeah, you know I'm curious. We have a, a new uh, a new professional soccer team in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. The uh, OKC eighteen eighty nine, formerly known as the Imps. I don't know if you'd heard much about them. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had uh, uh, yeah. Dustin on on the show yeah. before. Absolutely. Yeah, Dustin's a really good guy, and they're in the UPSL. And he told me that they have been uh, they've been uh, told that they are eligible for the U.S. Open Cup this year. So maybe oh, wow. instead of uh, instead of seeing the energy go down and play, you know, in Texas against somebody, or one mm-hmm. year they went to Mississippi to play. Uh, maybe we'll see, you know, kind of another OKC Derby in the U.S. Open Cup, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And I know Dustin's got he's got ties back to Oklahoma City Energy. Uh, you know, I, I think it'd probably be a little more of a kindred matchup versus just the, you know, with Ryo showing. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a little more fuel. Well, to and that you match. always had kind of the you always had kind of the, uh, you know, there was not a whole lot of like between. The ownership groups, number oh, sure. one. Right, number yeah. Two, number two, there's not a lot of like between the leagues either. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, the UPSL is not really a threat to the USL and vice right. versa with what their missions are. So I think it should be a, a fun little rivalry that uh that people will show up for and that, you know, maybe will add a little add a little excitement to a cup competition that really has been Oklahoma City traveling out of state every round. Yeah, yeah, and, and last season we had the Energy U23s play here in Tulsa, uh-huh. which was a really nice match with the with the the uh, wow, almost I wanted to say Oakland, geez, with the Tulsa Athletic uh, going into PKs and and that finishing so dramatically between you know those two teams. So, uh, you know, I I know Tulsa probably won't will probably only have the Roughnecks this season, but you know just to get a little just so the Energy or Tulsa doesn't have to travel halfway across the country on a Wednesday night. I think it's good we have more teams just locally that you know you you, you avoid that that travel nightmare. No, I look the more places soccer is being played, the better. If you ask me, now mm-hmm. I don't I don't work for the Energy, so they mm-hmm. they might tell you that you know they want to be the only game in town, and sure. I can understand business wise why that might be the case. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, if they want to put a team in Duncan or in Bristow or wherever. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm from Velma, Oklahoma. I would love for a t- team to be in Duncan, Oklahoma. That would be phenomenal. So, we, my my buddy Sean and I, who co-hosts the uh, Saturday set piece with me, mm-hmm. we were joking about some uh, some team names, and I think our favorite one that uh, that we came up with was uh, it was hold on, it was something in Medill. Oh, Atletico Medill. Atletico Medill. I, <laughs> I think that's what we're going for. If we, if we start a club in a small town in Oklahoma, 
Sean and I are going to start Atletico Medill. Atletico Medill. I like that. And what's, <laughs> what's funny, you mentioned this, and this is totally off topic, but I believe Medill actually has a decent little soccer team nowadays. I know that's – There you go. I mean, which is un, unheard of I'm from that part of the world. For anybody in southern Oklahoma, anyone south of I-40 to be playing soccer at all is, is kind of astonishing to me. So, um, yeah, and then uh, oh, also just here on the live chat uh, – Zach Eason mentioned Stillwater using OSU soccer stadium. Uh, I remember it was a couple of C, couple of years, maybe it's been about a year ago, that there was an announcement that Stillwater was looking to try to get a team. So hey, who knows? You know, maybe we do have this expansion here in Oklahoma at this at the lower divisions to, to play some soccer and and have more well, teams here in the state. If that does happen, the, with the UPSL starting up, with mm-hmm. they've got a central division now and. All the teams are from Texas, with the exception of OKC 1889. And that, you know, maybe in mm-hmm. southern Oklahoma, you might see some teams pop up. There's a team in Keene, Texas, for crying out loud. I didn't right. know where it was either. I had to Google it. But it's you know, it's basically like a team in a Guthrie or a team in sure. a Bixby or something like that. So right. I, I would love to see that happen, more the merrier, if you ask me. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and kind of pulling back to the energy here, what are you ex- – what what's the expectation just from fans and, and the folks you talk to? Is it playoffs or bust, or do you think this is a team that can compete for compete with like the San Antonios and the um, Phoenixes of, of of the world if to to go for the title this year? Uh, that's a, I mean that's a tough question. I, I I think that's one where a lot of fans would tell you get back with me in a month or so. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can really see what Steve Cook and. What put he, what he's put together is all about, um, and and even then it might be tough to answer that question because we mm-hmm. know how many dips and turns the season takes in the USL, and right. we know that they're going to be growing pains with a new manager at the very beginning. So, I I would say I think in general the that the organization's goal every year is to get in the playoffs, and anything short of that they look at as a disappointment. Sure. Um, as far as competing with the best teams, it's. It's just hard to go out on that limb right now until right. until you can see, uh, you know. But I know this much. I know this much. The Energy last year made a deep playoff run, mm-hmm. and I thought they brought back the most important pieces of that playoff run and added some good pieces on top of that. Right. So if, if you know, you do the transitive property, maybe I am expecting them to make another deep playoff run at least to where they got last season, maybe deeper. Yeah, and it's interesting. A lot of the folks – the so-called experts. I don't know who those are. Maybe just other podcasters like me. But anyway, uh, a lot of folks have you know Oklahoma City set in fifth, sixth place there in the in the in the West. And I, I mean, I'm not. I can't argue against that. Just based off of exactly what you just said. Just a team that's reloaded. And yeah, you have a little bit of a you know, a, I guess a transition or a, you know, with a new coach. But it looks like Jimmy. Uh, I think Joseph. Uh, Pew here he said that you know he had laid his foundation down and and it looks like he's just kind of building on it isn't he no doubt and and look I I love Jimmy Nielsen he was an awesome guy to me every time I had to talk Mm -hmm. to him um you know I I ran him ran into him a few times just at the mall or out at a restaurant he he would stop and talk to me knew my name and was just a a great guy and I think he did a great job with this franchise Mm -hmm. that being said I, I had Steve Cook on the the Saturday uh, set piece a couple weeks ago, sure. And I I ended that interview, and I might have not ever been more impressed with 
a manager that I've talked to in any sport in right. my years doing radio. I mean, he is he gives you every right answer. So mm-hmm. he checks off all the boxes to me with what he says. Now, what you right. say and what you do are two different things, and right. we'll see how it translates on the pitch. But I just I have a feeling just from talking to him and mm-hmm. seeing some preseason highlights and talking to a few people that are around the club that aren't biased, you know, that will tell me a little bit really what's going on, that that they're pretty excited about this season. Right. Now, the other question always is, you, I mean, you really, it takes a month or two to know in the USL, especially with some of the two teams, mm-hmm. what they're going to be all about too. Right. So it's really hard to predict exactly, you know, where the energy is going to fall in, but I think they'd be disappointed for sure if they didn't make the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think in something that, yeah, you're right. The two teams are always X factors. Uh, you know, me personally, I expect to see the Galaxy to be better with uh, Siggy Schmidt at the helm and how well he did when, it, when he was in Seattle and, and getting this S2 squad, you know, into playoffs pretty much every season. So, you know, that remains to be seen. And and, uh, and I'll just ask you since you kind of brought it up, but is there a team out there that you're kind of looking at just on the roster that maybe – you know, obviously San Antonio, Phoenix, or or people are kind of jumping up and down over. But is there someone out there that maybe people aren't talking about that they should be talking about? Um, you know, I I really think those two are going to be at the top of the at the top of the league. And I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by Reno. Sure. Uh, Reno, a really fun team to watch, and they've got they have from uh, talking to Brent Skarky, who covers the Energy. Mm-hmm. He was telling me about their home field advantage they have and how it's just such a weird spot that they play in and right that, that it's kind of like a bear trap just to go play there which you know if you can if you can pull points out of nowhere on your home field and you know play decent and get three points or play bad and get a point you know that's mm-hmm. a that's a big x factor uh, as the season goes on so that might be a team that i would you know i would think about but i I do think I really like what Phoenix has done, um, and you know, player wise and style wise, I like San Antonio last year. They were one of sure. my favorite teams to watch last year, and seeing a few of their signings this off season, I think they're only going to get better as well. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Shepard here on the chat is, was hoping to see Drogba at Taft, and I know Drogba is kind of anti turf stadium, so we'll see if he uh, if he decides to lace it up at Taft this season. Uh, well, uh, Todd is, um, you know, just as, as we're getting closer to the season starting and, and, and everything like that. And I, I think, I mean, do you, do you feel like this, uh, this league is just getting better every season or, or do you think that it's just kind of, I mean, what, what's your kind of take just on the league as a whole? I, it's weird because usually when you add teams, the quality goes down. Mm-hmm. Sure. And as this league has added teams, the quality's gone up, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's it kind of you're taken aback by it a little bit. Every year when I'd hear, you know, at some point I thought, God, this league's going to be like a clown car. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not going <laughs> to have very many good teams. And you're, right. you know, the, you may have one or two that just run all over everybody else. But it's not only has the quality gone up, but the parity mm-hmm. is there. It's exciting from one through eight in the playoff race, it seems like every year. So, sure. um, I like the league. The one thing I don't like, and I don't think I'm in the minority on this, mm-hmm. is the two teams kind of bother me a little bit. Right. You know, when I, I know last season, for example, 
the energy played Galaxy Two, and it was it was right after the managerial change, and just to kind of see what he had, it sent a couple of really good players down to the two team, and the energy happened to catch those players and go there and get oh, sure. beat. So you know, it's it's just it's just such a. Um, I mean, I understand why they have them, mm-hmm. and I think that the talent levels are all about the same. But the unknown of who is and isn't on the roster is and isn't on the roster for some of these two teams. It frustrates me a little bit, and obviously oh, yeah. you don't get quite the fan support or the banter. Um, uh, but all in all, I like the league, and I like. I, I'm to the point now where I've decided, Roger, that I, I, like I said, I I would love to see the league get even bigger, where yeah. there are more local rivalries because. Adding Tulsa to the league, having followed the energy since day one, added like a little added dimension that we didn't have here that we really needed mm-hmm. for the fan base. So right. I, I would love to see, you know, Wichita or at Gainesville or Atletico Madrid added to or Madil. Oh, added Atletico, to oh, I'd love Atletico yeah. Madrid, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that wouldn't be a local rivalry, but Atletico no. Madrid, add them to the league and, yeah. and we'll get them going. So. Um, as far as I'm concerned, keep expanding, and maybe someday we can have some promotion relegation, even if it is just in the USL. Absolutely. I just gave a fist bump, and you didn't see that. But, uh, yeah, I did it on the live stream because I think we all would love a little pro-rail action, even if it's someone, you know, like Oklahoma – well, really, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, we're not – we're going to be outspent by some of these other teams. <coughs> and, and, you know, I just hope – it's not a you know a West Ham situation ever again you know or something like that but yeah I think with this Division Three coming online you're starting to see these really small markets market you know I, I feel like I'm pretty well traveled and know a little bit of geography here in the United States and I'm going tumultuous Georgia where, where is that you know and yeah. and it's uh, I think it's um I think just to see more teams you gotta think every year there's guys that get drafted in the MLS draft that don't get signed. And and those kids are good players. I mean, those are the best of the best in college. So now you've got like those guys are having, you know, are, are out there. And then, Oh, what about these guys that didn't make the draft? Maybe play for a division two school. Didn't, you know, got overlooked, maybe didn't have a good combine. And I think, and then, Oh yeah. All these international guys. I, I think there's a ton of soccer guys, soccer players, guys and girls for that matter, that are phenomenal but just don't have the chance to play professionally or they take an office job out of college and say, you know, forget it. And I'm just going to move on and, and start, you know, you know, whatever it is they do after college, you know. So I think the more teams, like you said, the more the merrier as far as I'm concerned. Keep keep bringing them, bring, get three teams in the deal. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Gainesville, let's do it, baby. But I think we'll, uh, we'll be ready for that. And I think uh, just somebody had asked a question about Wojciech Wojciech. Have you heard anything yep. about him? Woj, Woj. Woj, Woj. Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard the latest on him. I'm curious where he's landed at. But he was, he was somebody that the energy uh, certainly. Uh, you know, I mentioned that they haven't been the greatest on set pieces. He was the exception to that rule. He was the guy mm-hmm. that would go up and score one for you. But I right. have not heard the latest on him. Okay, because we had somebody asked here in the chat. I think uh, maybe Andrew Shepard asked, but. Uh, yeah, I know that was a guy that gave us fits at times to us here in Tulsa and, you know, see him kind of floating about who, you know, maybe there's some team that'll, you know, take them out there. Cause just, you know, if they have an opening spot and it seems like these two teams you, you mentioned earlier that they're kind of signing some of these players late 
Uh, right. You know, you're, I mean, there's a lot of teams that don't have an active person on the roster yet, so who who knows what that's going to look like. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, oh, and then I guess the question here about Chad Bond. Have you heard anything on him? No, I have not. Um, I I would be lying if I told you I had any information on Chad. No, Bond. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Tulsa, we're always a little bit curious. Uh, he had such a good good run here in Tulsa yeah. in the first season, and then went on to St. Louis, and and now and then went on to, to Oklahoma City last season. So anyway, I just thought I'd ask. I think a couple of folks were uh, were asking here in the in the in the uh, chat, and then also just another question on the FC Dallas. So last season. I mean, heck, I think Tulsa had as many loanies from FC Dallas as Oklahoma City did. Do you think that that's going to change for Oklahoma City this season? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Originally, they had the partnership with Sporting KC, mm-hmm. um, and that was obviously a natural partnership and a natural sure. relationship with Jimmy Nielsen as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know this. This is me completely speculating sure. on this, but it, it just felt as if uh, the partnership was kind of forced. Right. Uh, especially when Jimmy was here, here. And I wonder if a guy that just came from an MLS club in Steve Cook, if he's going to embrace that a little more. Right. It right. certainly seems that way this off season, And that, it remains to be seen as the season goes on. But, um, you know, I, I would expect to see more loanies from FC Dallas instead of maybe, you know, one, two mm-hmm. players kind of hopping back and forth like we've seen the last few years, maybe see three, four, five, six come through the course of the season and get some run, especially when, you know, you get some cup matches and stuff like that and get a pretty heavy fixture list. Yeah, it looks like I was just thumbing through here on the USL website. It looks like there's a couple of guys on loan from FC. At least it's a, it says right. on the website. I'm going to try my best here at the names Atahini and uh, Tuomasi. Uh, yeah, and those guys, cool story, they came from the um, – I can't remember the exact name of the academy, but one of those academies that uh, was built over in Ghana. Oh, okay. Oh, to, okay. I'm, I'm familiar like with the that. Right I, to Dream Academy or something yes, like that. Yes. Yes. What it's called, but uh, they came from that academy and were drafted in the Super Draft this year by FC Dallas and sent to Oklahoma City on loan. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. I think they have a, a few guys from that academy in the USL. I've seen that name, not just Oklahoma City, but. Right, you know, so I guess that's a that's a that's a really cool thing, and you know, something I mentioned is like, uh, there's a lot of international guys that are just want to play in the United States and have a chance to maybe hit an MLS roster or, or play somewhere at the next level. So, yeah, that's great, and um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I, are you going to make it out to the match on Saturday? I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two things working against me. Number one, my birthday is Friday. Oh, happy early um, birthday! Yeah, thank you very, very much. Uh, I wish I wasn't having a birthday because that means I'm getting older. But <laughs> my birthday is Friday, and right. I don't know. My family wants to take me out for dinner, and it may have to be done Saturday. So I don't. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to get out there for sure. All right, and and, no- I, and and on top of that, I have three kids and a wife that works and is in nursing school. So mm. you know, I I catch a lot of games on the tube. I'll be honest with you, right. but. I, I would uh, I would hate to miss next Saturday. Hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, and that's, a, I believe, a 7 o'clock kickoff at Taft Stadium on Saturday the 15th on St. Patty's Day. So that's going to be a 
good time had by all. Uh, Let me ask you from from an outsider's perspective. Do you like Taft Stadium? I think Taft's nice. I I do. Um, I think they've done it. I think they fixed it up very well. I remember when Taft was before they they did the renovations and and how kind of honestly it was ran down. Uh, Uh You know, it's not a not the area of town that you think of, oh, let's go there. You know, you have, you have some bars in that part of the world, and it's it's got, I guess, more, I guess, is it gentrification of that area has brought in a lot of younger folks. But, I, you know, me, I think they've done a – I think Oklahoma City Energy, Energy has done a great job at that stadium. I mean, just from a – even from a Tulsa perspective, I think they've – I think it's really nice, and it would be better if they could somehow get it to be soccer – you know, the, the dimensions. I know they're a little bit short on the size because you have right. to play football there. But, no, I think it's nice. I think they've done a great job there. Now, what's the uh, what's the Tulsa crowd going to be like Saturday? Well, uh, we've got some here in the live chat. I know they're fired up. I, I believe we've got a, a, quite a few uh, roustabouts coming up there, and I would say probably, I don't know, 50 maybe, 50, 60 people. I may be way grossly underestimating. Usually it's like folks start start really talking about it towards the end of the week when they realize, oh, that's it's a Saturday uh, with us not having a, a match prior to that, you know, maybe a lot of people are it's catching a lot of folks by surprise. Right. Uh, you know, there's not a, there's not NCAA tournament matches going on in Tulsa, so there's really nothing, you know, that people would have to uh, go against it. But I, I imagine there will be a decent little crowd. There will be a little orange section up there, probably getting reprimanded by the security folks. But you know, otherwise, yeah, I I, I expect about. 50, maybe 60 folks coming up there this weekend. Yeah, no smoke bombs, no yelling, no flags. No fun, uh, nothing. No beer. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, no, no, they, I, hope, I hope that the Tulsa fans come down and are rowdy because that certainly adds to the experience. I, I completely agree with that, and I think it adds that intrigue. And, and it's it's one thing to play a match and you're playing against some team, and it's Seattle too, and it's like, okay, they have like two fans over there, and they're just Sounder fans that just – traveled up or whatever but right don't know a single player yeah. don't know anybody but uh you know maybe ray solari that's a tulsa guy here but other than that no and then yeah i think it's just more fun and and uh, you know just to have that little back and forth between the grid and the roustabouts and law union and those folks i, I think it's just you know to me i just like to be in that atmosphere of just ha- it's just crazy you know there's two rival teams in oklahoma cheering for soccer and 10 years ago i don't think i could have dreamed that that it would ever happen here right in division two as well which is yeah. amazing yeah oh absolutely it's, it's amazing well let me just remind the tulsa fans if you come down it is st patrick's day so wear plenty of green <laughs> what's well, funny i think i remember somebody mentioned that the rival so i guess going back historically and i don't have anything pulled up on the page but i guess the people that were anti uh, the, I guess you're going back to Catholic Protestant type situation in Ireland, but they would wear orange to oppose the St. Patty's Day celebration. Oh, really? I know. Well, that's I yeah, I know. I was like, oh gosh, I hope people don't read into that too deeply. But uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's kind of interesting that that's how it worked out, and 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 got the folks wearing the orange, orange down there against uh, the the green at Taft Stadium. So anyway, it should be a great time. I'm excited, and and I'll be making the trip down there. So, uh, oh, one quick last question, and this is it: Man City, are they winning the Champions League or not? You know, Man City are going to find some way to screw it up. Uh, they'll win the Premier League. They, they can't lose it. But I'm, I'll say they flame out in the semifinals. Okay. 
I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'll say they flame. Let me just tell your listeners, too, that I'm not a Man City fan that chased the oil money. Mm -hmm. I've I've told this story before. I have a friend that used to just beat me to a pulp with Man United on FIFA. Mm -hmm. before, And this is, like, how I got into soccer in, like, 2007, 2008. And so I asked him, I said, who is Man United's rival? Because that's who I'm going to cheer for. And he said, (laughs) Liverpool. And I said, uh... I don't really like Liverpool. I think the Beatles are overrated. I knew they were from Liverpool. That's probably going to, you know, be uh, real uh, accepted real well that I think the Beatles are overrated. But I agree. Anyways, anyways, I said, is there anybody else that Man United doesn't like? And he's like, well, in the Premier League, it's Man City. And I said, boom, that's my team. Nice. And then I said, all right, I'm going to go home and do research. And the first thing I saw was they had just been bought out by an oil sheik. So I like to call it fortunate, uh, not bandwagon <laughs> jumping. Uh, but I, I, it is a lot of fun to watch them. They're awesome. And if if anybody in the USL plays like that, I'll be happy to see it this year. Oh, gosh. If anyone like that plays in the USL, whoever <laughs> owns that team will get bought out by one of the oil monies. And <laughs> someone in, right. in Dubai will buy them out. I promise you and that. Shake, if Shake Mansour is watching or uh, <laughs> listening right now, As then if you want to pump money into Energy FC, I would be happy to, to facilitate that. I think any of us would love one of the guys over <laughs> there to pump money into their USL <laughs> franchise. That'd be awesome. Well, it's on. All right, well, buddy, I'll cut you loose. I know you've got some brackets to bust and everything like that. So I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me tonight and uh, and tell folks how they can interact with you uh, on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Todd on Franchise, or you can follow the uh, Saturday set piece, which, which is at SSP Soccer Show, okay. Saturday set piece Soccer Show. Uh, I uh, I am on the, uh, the USL fan page. I rarely post on there, but... Uh, you can find me if you look to the members on that deal as well. Okay. But, you know, it, anything soccer-wise, I would love to hear from you. Awesome, awesome. All right, Todd Lizenby, appreciate you, buddy. And, uh, man, well, hopefully we'll see you out there on Saturday. But if not, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk because we've got to play each other like two more times this season. So we'll, I'm sure we'll trade some notes along the way. But I appreciate yeah, your no time. Yeah, no doubt. Don't, don't be a stranger. And all the uh, Tulsa people, be safe heading down this way this weekend and headed back up that way. And uh, we'll get you on the Saturday set piece soon, Roger. Oh man, I love it. I, I'll 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 be up anyway. I've got a toddler and a baby on the way, so man, I, I don't I won't sleep anymore. So I'll be up, man. Just let's <laughs> do beautiful. this. Beautiful, thanks, man. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Thank you, Todd. All right, see you, bud. All right, folks. Thank you uh, very much, Todd Lisenby, with uh, the franchise Saturday morning set piece covering Oklahoma City Energy and all things Oklahoma City related. Thank you so much. Uh, we will have uh, just a short break, and I'm going to queue up our next guest. And we will be right back. I'll throw some music on just, uh, you know, to keep you guys occupied. But feel free to ask any questions. We will have Michael Wilson on with Fortuna Tulsa, the head coach there. So if you have any questions, anything, just go ahead and cue them up, ask away. And I'll be right back after a short break. All right, folks, we've got guest number two up on the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. I hope you guys are excited. We've got Michael Wilson, head coach of Fortuna Tulsa. Michael, how's it going tonight, man? It's going excellent. Excellent tonight. Um, and I'm looking forward to being on your show tonight. Oh, yeah. We've we've got uh, – we've been previewing the Oklahoma City and Tulsa match this weekend. And I know you are middle of getting some – Get signing players, uh, scouting players. Uh, what what all kind of goes into just 
getting a team, uh, obviously first year team here at, 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 with the WPSL. What what all what does that look like for you? Yeah, so there's there's obviously a lot that goes into it. Um, I'm very fortunate. I have a fantastic general manager in Wayne Farmer um, that I work closely with and making sure the little details are you know are covered. And uh, obviously we've got fantastic ownership as well in, in Barry Williams and Dave Hibbard, you know, in terms of their support as well. And, um, and you know, financially as well. I think that's a big part of it, um, being able to go ahead and, and do, you know, little things like recruiting, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we're in the thick of things with the recruiting. Um, you know, we want to try and find the best players. And um, I would say that, you know, we want to make sure from a coaching perspective that we're picking up girls that are, that are Tulsa based mm-hmm. or that are very local to Tulsa. Um, we have fantastic talent around here. So that's our big focus at the minute, uh, from my perspective, especially. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the coaching staff hasn't been fully released yet. So that's that's exciting for the viewers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that happens, I mean, you're going to see uh, another another big name come in um, in, that, in that coaching staff. And, um, so, you know, we're working together. We're very collaborative. And um, we want to make sure that that we have said that talent on the field, but also we're able to have that chemistry within the team. Um, we don't just want to have, um, you know, just the best players. I think sometimes the, the the downfall of teams is just going after the best players and not finding that good blend between the leaders, the followers, the jokers, mm-hmm. um, the people can pick you up. So, um, sure. yeah, that's, that's our big focus at the minute. But I think also from the, from the other standpoint is, um, how we, you know, how we, um, you know, what facility we're using, how we're going to do that, how we're scheduling it. Um, we're doing everything to make sure that we have the best scenario. Um, so we're going to be using a lot of technology this year. So we're doing a lot of a lot of meetings um, with different companies to see what video analysis we're doing, um, what we're going to use in terms of heart rate monitoring, GPS tracking. I mean, we're going high tech on it um, because, you know, it's 2018. And I think we have um, a lot of opportunity sure. to really go ahead and separate ourselves from other teams for sure. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I'm, I'm a number, I'm a CPA accountant or whatever. And, and so I'm a yep. numbers guy. That's what I do all day long. How much of that do you, you, you mentioned you, you were into that. You're, you're looking at going technologically or te- technological. I, I don't know how you say that. Yeah. Going, going with technology. How about that? Uh, yeah. What, what is that just, is that something that, that, that you're just kind of, I guess, coached into, or is it something that's just so new that you're adjusting to it? No, it's something that I've, I've you know, um, been using for many years now. Mm. Um, there's obviously a lot of different companies that have kind of popped up recently sure. um, from all over the world. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Russian companies just now kind of popping up. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can it can definitely help, especially in development. Uh, you know, and that's one of our big goals is to help develop the players over the summer, give them a home, um, somewhere they can go that the coach knows this is the right place for them to go. They're going to get looked after. Mm-hmm. Um, but also those objectives they've been given um, from a college perspective, high school perspective, whatever it may be, um, we're able to help with that path um, mm-hmm. in, in helping the players. So the technology comes in, you know, we can see workloads. So what does that look like? What, you know, what um, the, the, it's more safeguarding the college coaches to know that the players are getting work. They're not doing too much and find that nice balance. So there's no um, extra risk, risk of injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, um, some different areas we can use that for, for sure. Pass completion, shots, accuracy. I mean, there's, there's a number of things that we can, we can use that for even positions. Now I think they even do like a heat map of the, the general position where a player's moved. 
Um, there's some some cool things there, but it's it's very big right now in the college game. Mm-hmm. I think some high schools are now starting to pick it up across the country because they're able to see um, some different trends, maybe in terms of injuries even, so some sure. injury prevention things. So, um, yeah, no, we'll go ahead and, and use that, and I'm looking forward to, again, collaborating, collaborating with those those players and coaches. Sure. Oh, no, that's awesome. I love the data analytics and just seeing the heat maps and – Oh, that's all. Uh, how much possession you have, uh, you know, it's it's always very, very interesting and, and just diving into the numbers there. Uh, well, well, Coach, uh, what do you, you know, when you're setting your team up, you know, what's a couple of things that you're looking for just in a player that, that, that just, that you're like, oh, okay, that person is someone that I want on this team? Uh, I think a big part of it comes down to character, mm-hmm. um, what, you know, what they're like, um, how they carry themselves, um, you know, honestly trust. I think there's some big things there that I look for um, because, you know, again, the, um, when, when we're putting this together, we want to make sure that in our first year, especially that we're coming across the right way and, and it values, it matches our values and our, our especially our core values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to be big in the community. Um, we, we absolutely love Tulsa. I mean, I said, our owners are very Tulsa based sure. um, Wayne farmer and I, this is, our, this is our kind of new home, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. we we're internationals and we've, we've come into the community. Uh, we both played for Tulsa Athletics. So again, you know, we've had that. Um, we've seen how that, you know, how that can impact the community. Uh, and we would like to go ahead and take that that next step on the women's side, especially sure. um, in being able to, you know, get those right, the right kind of players in that can make that impact, but also believe in what we believe in so we can go ahead and, and do it together and, and have a good experience with it. Yeah, it's really interesting that just the seeds that have been planted from Tulsa Athletic has now sprouted into a WPSL team. And I think it's interesting. And things that we're seeing today are going to impact here in the next five to ten years, you know, on, on, and, and on the women's side or in the men's side that these teams that are playing will, you know, maybe there's another team that will develop out of this. Maybe a national team player will come and, and we'll have a stay here with Fortuna Tulsa. And I, I think it's just interesting from a growth perspective of the game of soccer to see these these seeds that are being planted are now, you know, turning in or are now budding fruit. And and I know that, that that's something very important in talking with Wayne, uh, you know, just that being good pillars to the community and, and maybe – seeing more development here in Tulsa. I mean, there's just so much, I think this is fertile soil, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, Tulsa's got so much talent in, in the coaching in the players, um, you know, it's very supportive as well. I mean, everything in Tulsa right now has that kind of uh, excitement, um, you know, that you need to have new teams popping up. Yep. And I think, um, again, you know, as, as kind of Wayne mentioned on your show last time was, you know, we wanna we wanna do anything we can to take it to that next level, to help, to support, um, to guide, to mentor, whatever we need to do, but also to learn. I mean, we wanna we want in this to inclusively, we wanna work together and um, you know, and go through that with with the city of Tulsa, the, the parents, the players, the coaches, uh, everyone. So um really looking forward to to going ahead and, and starting this process. And um, I've had fantastic support since it's been announced that, sure. that I was being the head coach. Um, it's been great um, from the youth levels on the field uh, yesterday in Bigsby um, to phone calls to college coaches to players. I mean, it's, it's been excellent. So really looking forward to, to being able to put our, our little piece of the puzzle together to, to help the community. Yeah. And for folks that you mentioned Tulsa Athletic and maybe for folks that may not be familiar, just give a little bit of a background of, of, where you're co- of what you're doing now and, and kind of where you've coached at in the past. 
Yeah, so from a from a youth perspective, um, I actually have been a little bit, I've travelled everywhere, so to speak, when I was younger. Um, my dad was in the Royal Air Force. Okay. So um, I was actually born in Germany, um, believe it or not. And um, I actually learned English in England. So that's kind of why the accent, accent's a little bit English. Okay, um, yeah. But then I grew up. But I grew up in Scotland, so um, it's I've, you know I've been kind of everywhere. Uh, but playing soccer, I mean, I played you know starting the age of four. Mm-hmm. As I said played over in Germany, a little bit in Holland, over to England, and then to Scotland. Um, most of my kind of soccer education came from um, Elgin City, which is a professional team in Scotland. I played through the youth ranks, um, and then I came over to America. I actually spent one year over at Northern Oklahoma College with Coach okay. Duroy. Uh, and then I had three years at uh, NSU over in Tahlequah with um, Coach Rob Salonka, who's currently still the, the coach there. So that was kind of my playing. And then after that, I followed into the Tulsa Athletics um, for one season. Um, and then from a coaching perspective, I was over, um, you know, I did the youth in, during the Elgin days. I did a lot of the youth stuff with them, mm-hmm. helping develop that when I was on the first team, um, just helping down, you know, our, our younger players, but also the kind of community. Uh, and then when I came over, I did the same thing. So when I was over in, in Tonkawa, I, I did a lot of youth stuff there. Um, and then I helped out as assistant coach over at NSU on the men's side um, with, again, Coach Rob Salonka there. And we did, um, we had a good time. I mean, we had two All-Americans on the team. Sure. Um, you know, we're top 10 in the country. So it was, it was cool. We were in the uh, quarterfinals of the national tournaments. So we had a lot of fun there. Um, following that, I went over to, um, to Glenpool High School. Um, okay. I was doing my master's degree in school administration. Um, so I needed a high school to go to. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a great time there with um, Coach Culler, the, the athletic director, mm-hmm. and um, was fortunate to, to win state on the, with the girls there. Nice. Um, and, and then I went over to uh, Waldorf University in Iowa. I was the head coach of the men originally, and I took over the women's program the year following. So I had, I had both programs. I had about 75 athletes. So uh, wow, a lot of players, lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of players and only two other coaches. So it was, it was definitely a, uh, you know, it was a managing, a managing situation in terms of that, but really, really enjoyed it. Had a fantastic time, learned a lot. And um, as I said, really excited to, to do our little piece in Tulsa to make it better. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And, and uh, you know, also just from your stylistic standpoint, what, what can fans expect to see uh, from Fortuna this season? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have, um, from a defensive standpoint, we're going to be very structured, very organized. I think that might be the German in me, um, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to have that. So we're going to be very well organized, um, making sure that we don't we don't give up any any silly goals and mm-hmm. the teams actually have to earn, you know, getting, getting something against us. So we'll be a team that you can be proud of, um, you know, defensively. And on the offensive side, we're going to be exciting. We're going to play good soccer. We're going to get the ball down, uh, play quickly. Uh, and we're going to let the girls have some fun in that final third and, and create some some skillful moments and some, you know, great, exciting moments that the fans are going to hold on to and, and wish they could have a bit more when the season ends. Oh, that's, that sounds great. That's a little appetizer there for the start of the season. I'm, I'm excited for uh, for you know, Fortuna and, and, and get out there and watch some of the matches, bring, bring, bring my kid kids with me and, and, and watch some, watch some goals, watch the girls, get some goals. I, I'm excited about it. Uh, well, let, about. yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, uh, you know, schedules released, I guess, I guess was it this week? I mean, I've slept since then. Anyway, it was released a few past few days. FC Dallas yep. women uh, have a great team. Oklahoma City down the road. You've got a lot of local rivals and also an FC, also a MLS uh, affiliate or franchise type team down there. What what are some of the matches that you've kind of started circling on your schedule and and that that fans uh, should start getting really excited about? 
Well, as you kind of mentioned, we've got we've got a very good a very good conference. Mm. Um, you know, the FC Dallas, as you said, they're a very strong team. The Wichita team, very very well organised, also and, and right. professionally run, like that the Dallas team. Um, I think naturally the, the the one that I think everyone gets excited for is the in-state rivalry. You know, between us and, and Oklahoma City. Um, again, a very well organised uh, program, very professional, got great coaching staff. So I think that'll be one definitely for the fans to get into and enjoy. Um, also, nice a nice little journey down the road so if they wanted to travel it would be a, a close one for family sure. and friends to to go and experience so um yeah i think that might be a little bit of a british in me you know getting that, that derby going but i think that's uh definitely one the fans should pencil in the schedules yeah absolutely and I, I think you may have answered this question but i we had a question here in the chat i think it may have been angela she had asked about getting uh, if if you're going to be really focused on local talent uh yeah and maybe um you know, for I think maybe Wayne had mentioned, you know, th- those that who live in Tulsa but play at North Carolina or play in on the East Coast is is that kind of where, where you're looking at right now? Yeah, so we've got we've got some different um, some different views we're looking at in that sense. So we're looking at the high school levels. Um, so we're doing that, you know, throughout the weeks, um, going to different high school games and, and checking out different uh, players that are coming current currently coming through mm-hmm. uh, kind of the high school ranks. And then, um, and then naturally, we're looking at all the colleges and universities um, that are around us, but also, right. yes, the big, the bigger schools that are also um, kind of regionally or, or nationally. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah, and I want to make sure because I had the question over here. I want to make sure I get it out there. Uh, well, well, Michael, what? How can uh, folks uh, follow follow you guys? I know we've got the the Twitter account for Tuna Tulsa. Are you on Twitter or on social media, or do you even have time for that right now? Um, I don't have much time these days for it, for sure. I am on Instagram and I am on Facebook. Um, but, you know, as I said, most most people can find us all in the, in the Fortuna um, social media apps. Um, so we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on obviously just the regular website. Um, so you can find us everywhere. And, um, you know, as I said, we really look forward to, to having you join us as fans oh, and, sure. and really getting behind us and enjoying the, the experience that we're all going to have together. Absolutely. And are, are you expecting some player announcements here in the next couple of weeks? Can I have folks uh, start start watching the social media page for those? Yeah, so we're going to have some player announcement. But I think also the big thing that we're, well, at least I'm excited for, mm-hmm. for sure, is the tryouts um, that we have coming up yeah. on March 24th. Um, that's going to be a fantastic opportunity to, to see some players. Um, you know, we've had we've had great um, response right now from that tryouts um, that we've that we've had on there. Um, you know, the the players have kind of um, already signed up for it. So also some familiar faces, which is nice to see from the local girls. Mm-hmm. So um, really looking forward to getting out there and, and coaching and, and having the whole coaching staff there and, and getting to know the players. Um, you know, that that are local, um, maybe a little bit older that are younger, that are, you know, uh, a mixed age there. So really excited for that. Yeah, we've had uh, Claire, uh, Claire ba- Barker on, on, the, on the stream is asking, where are the tryouts? Are they going to be open to the, public? The tryouts, from my knowledge, will be open to public. Okay. Um, and it will be on, the, I said, the uh, March 24th. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, the, all the information will be found on our website. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, and how, how's the response so far been just from just people that are interested in the tryouts? Yeah, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. I think just the sport, the support, sorry, and everything we're doing at the minute is, is excellent. Um, we're getting a lot of season tickets at the minute. We're getting a lot of just, I said, just general support from the public. Um, a lot of parents are coming up, I said, during the sporting sporting events and uh, I want to be very supportive also. So it's been fantastic, um, the support we're getting. And uh, as I said, we're really looking forward to, to getting out there and meeting everyone. 
Yeah, and I know just from my perspective and just talking to folks, I know they're excited to, uh, and everything just from my perspective as well, just the Fortuna, the labels, just the, everything's just been top notch. I think folks are in for a treat. And I, I have no doubt folks will get out there and support and, and be excited about some. And I know you guys are you're going to win the league, right? So we'll, we'll just be ready for uh, all those celebrations and to, and to watch some goals. And, and I'm excited for, for you all. And I know it's been a long trip and, and a long road. And, and just as a fan, just uh, excited to cover uh, WPSL soccer here in Tulsa. So uh, Michael Wilson, head coach, Fortuna Tulsa, uh, Thank you so much for your time tonight, and and we'll we'll be in touch, and and we'll make sure we trade notes and uh, and have uh, maybe a couple of your players come on and 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 have have some of those. And I know Wayne, he'll be he's just a quick phone call away. So, uh, but anyway, thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much. Appreciate you also. Thank you. Oh, you bet. All right, Michael Wilson there with Fortuna Tulsa. Uh, great stuff there. WPSL soccer here in Tulsa. Uh, I think it'll be a great great uh, turnout for folks that uh, I know, like I said, and I was telling the coach, uh, you know, we have a lot of folks that are interested in, 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 in watching WPSL here in Tulsa and just another, you know, another, another team, another people playing soccer. And, uh, you know, the, the women's women's game is so good in the United States. I don't think we realize how athletic and how, just skilled technically everything we have of a team just here playing in the United States. We only take it for granted. It's like, oh, yeah, they're winning the She Believes Cup. Oh, yeah, they're beating Brazil. Oh, yeah, they're winning the World Cup. And it's just like no big deal. And, you know, 1999, we all remember, well, those that are old enough to remember like me, you know, Mia Hamm and, and Chastain and Brandy Chastain, those girls just, you know, beating China in the uh, – World Cup, and and then those are seeds. We're talking about seeds being planted a long time ago, being you know bearing fruit now. These girls were were little kids watching this. Some of them, the ones that are on the national team now, may not even remember that because they weren't even born then. So it's just a legacy. It's a tradition. It's all. It's just it's just it's just good to see. And now Tulsa has a you know we've had spirit last year, and now Fortuna coming in. Obviously the. There's a demand for a team here in Tulsa, and I'm excited about it. I think it'll be great, great to have, but and, and a professionally run team as well. So, all right, cool. Well, um, so we're going to kind of segue back to the Roughnecks here, and and we'll actually, right before we go to the Roughnecks, we'll, we'll talk Tulsa Athletic and uh, just talk about some of the announcements this week with uh, Tulsa Athletic. Obviously, we had a, a player announcement. And then uh, I believe their season tickets are going on sale as well, TulsaAthletic.com. Go check it out. All matches, I think maybe David had mentioned earlier, uh, played at Veterans Park right there on 23rd Street in Boulder, I believe. or Yeah, Boulder. I think that's Boulder. I, I like work over there. I'm like, hey, what is that street? It goes north and south. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely, Claire. Just inspiring for little Tulsa. Yeah, there's so many good soccer players here in Tulsa. I mean, if you wanted to make three, four WPSL teams of just Tulsa girls, you could. They have that much talent here. So, you know, I, th I think and to see that they'll be able to play, a lot of them will be playing, you know, in the in, you know, college during the fall, during the, the spring, but missing some of that time during the summer. You guys could play club ball, but why not play against FC Dallas or Wichita or Little Rock or Oklahoma City? Go against some of the best girls 
in the country here just locally, not have to drive more than four hours to get to a match. Uh, I think it's great. And it just anytime you can take take that uh, travel time out of it, that's that's very important. Uh, also, um, we had uh, Gustavo Vargas, a former – he's re-signed with uh, Tulsa Athletic. And then we have – and then Matt wanted me to make sure and let everybody know – uh, have a great preseason match scheduled and we'll be announcing very, very soon. And Sonny has been a world traveler. He's been over in, over at uh, Chattanooga this week with the, the Meeting of the Minds Conference, as I like to call it. Uh, that's the soccer conference over there. So he's been talking to some folks. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what preseason teams, what team comes over here for a friendly. I think it'll be, you know, they'll, they'll, they've, they're working their magic over there and, and Sonny and Matt are both very well connected in, in the soccer community, so I'm sure it'll be exciting, whoever it is that they announce. So anyway, so be on the lookout for that. And then we'll kind of switch gears just for a second to go back to Tulsa Roughnecks and we'll just kind of talk about the Saturday match as we had Todd Lizenby on earlier. For those who missed it, I will have it on the podcast recorded live and ready to go. So we'll have that going and then – uh, you know, we'll have uh, reactions to the match next week. And in a preview, we'll have another match on the 24th with uh, Salt Lake City. Real Salt Lake will be here. Or Real Madrid. My God. I need to go to bed. <laughs> and Real Monarchs uh, coming to town on the 24th. So, uh, Saturday, Roughnecks had the preseason match against San Antonio FC. Did not go well. 5-1 victory for San Antonio. Uh, Chris Tierpak, of course, scored the first goal because that's what Chris Tierpak does. He sc- always scores against Tulsa. By the way, what would y'all think having him on podcast? Just come on just and I can just ask him, how do you score against Tulsa all the time? Because that's the first question I'm going to ask him. Um, anyway, yeah, so lots, lots, uh, lot, I don't know what to take away from that. Uh, there was a couple of really nice goals. Escalante had a goal for San Antonio. Uh, you know, actually in the first half, it was one nil. So I had them to one goal and I think just the floodgates kind of opened up and, uh, you know, I, I think that it's just your nine hour trip down there, tired legs, it's preseason Maybe there's a little bit of a, you know what, uh, maybe just just let's just get this game over with. And, and uh, Joaquin Rivas didn't come in until the 70th minute. I think we missed a little bit of his leadership out there. He's uh, turning into a nice little winger, to be honest. So just being able to control the ball, walk, move it to open space, do it very confidently. And I think somebody that I think at the end of the season will go back and go, man, if we have a great season, I think Joaquin Rivas will be the reason. I really do. Uh, you know, yeah, and he's done it with three different teams, of course, uh, Sacramento, now or now in Tulsa. Um, I'm going blank on where he was before. Uh, but anyway, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Zach, you're talking about Chris Tierpak. Yes, yeah, he has. Uh, you're, I was talking about I'm thinking Joaquin. I was, I was in, back in the time there. But anyway, yeah, Zach, he's in brought up. He's... Chris Tierpak has scored against Tulsa with the Aztecs, with Swope Park, and now with San Antonio FC. He's a scalper, man. Dude will do it. 
Yeah. Yeah, just do the sign him just so he does just quit scoring against us. That'd be great. Anyway, uh, so I don't know what you can take away from that. I don't know if there's anything to take away from it. I know there's a little bit of a – people have asked me, is that is that what Tulsa's going to look like this year? Is that an aberration? I hope it was an aberration. Uh, you know, there's experimenting of lineups that kind of happens, uh, you know, with uh, – that, you know, that happens in the preseason. And maybe just once those goals started happening, just a little bit of motivation was lost and – and you're just sitting there just hoping that it's over with soon. And so anyway, uh, well, that remains to be seen if uh, hopefully they'll learn the lessons and move on here on Saturday against Oklahoma City. But anyway, I'm going to take a short break, and then I will be right back to uh, talk a little bit of MLS, and we'll also break for uh we'll talk about the pick'em contest on the website or on the uh podcast so stay tuned we'll be right back okay we're back all right so let's talk about the pick'em contest y'all ready for this so what we'll do is we'll have i haven't decided on how many matches and i'll post it out there and you guys just tell me you guys and gals tell me what matches you want who do you want to pick i think we'll just kind of keep it on the e on the west coast on the western conference because those are the teams that we keep up with the most so it wouldn't be fair to do east because uh, i'd be guessing myself so we'll do just win lose or draw you pick whatever whoever wins lose whatever team that you pick you know we'll just we'll you get a point for a win and you get nothing. If you pick a draw, maybe you get two points. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I was hoping to incorporate it with a point spreads, but I don't know if there's USL lines, USL betting lines that are that are consistent. Uh, you know, the thing that's always the it's harding it's, it's hard to find betting lines on USL. And uh, you know, I think that you know, I would love to do something where it's like, hey, we'll do the betting lines and and whoever you know, has the makes the most money at or loses the least amount of money at the season wins, and we can you know if you have like a thousand dollars each week to lose, but you know I don't I, I don't know how consistent the lines are for for USL, and to be honest, I'm not sure if it would be worth keeping up with, and it would be really a big pain in it pain in my butt to keep up with just because it's there's a little bit of math and i mean i can do a spreadsheet and that'd be fine but anyway so so any yeah so we've got some great matches in usl obviously black go derby uh we've got oh my gosh it's just crazy we're already rgv and st louis play friday night sounders to portland timbers to who cares uh new york red bulls too uh, let's see here Let's get into the stuff we're interested in, the West Coast. Uh, well, FC Cincinnati is playing Charleston Battery. That'll be interesting. Reno at Swope Park. Uh, let's see here. I'm sorry, at Swope Park at Reno. It's, it's all back. The team on top is the visiting home team. So RGV is hosting St. Louis. Uh, Colorado Springs hosting Los Dos. Fresno opening up. It's two teams that are debuting. Fresno hosting LA or Las Vegas. Orange County hosting Arizona. 
Orange County is a team that nobody is talking about. Nobody is talking about. And they're always right there on the cusp of the playoffs. They're not a team that they make play. They made playoffs two years ago. No one's talking about them. Republic hosting at San Antonio FC. I think there's some folks heading out there for that match. I don't know what matches intrigue you guys. Is there anything that you guys are interested in on, as far as the opening weekend at USL? Uh, I think the Republic-San Antonio match and the Fresno-Las Vegas, we'll see how good they stack up. Arizona, can they get the points on the road at Orange County? Reno and Swope, that's a great match. It's two playoff teams right there. Yep, nobody's talking about Swope either. It's crazy. Uh, RGV, St. St. Louis, two teams that were disappointing last season, opening up season, uh, opening up on Friday night. So I'll be watching that. Sure, why not? Uh, Sounders hosting Portland Timbers, too. Sounders, too, was a team that Dave Saunders thought was going to be a little bit better this year. We'll find out. They need to get that win right there. Fresno, Las Vegas, Dennis mentioned is one that he's interested in. I agree. Ron Pablo Coffa, just do not foul him anywhere remotely close to the – anywhere close to the uh, box because he will knock it in on a dime it's ridiculous so good <sighs> anyway yeah so so let's uh we'll do a little transition over to mls anyone think that uh, is nyc fc for real because i think they are i think they're for real i think they're really good they've got a good defense they they play sound nobody can score on them i don't know i think they're really good and we'll find out if they can beat the likes of Toronto or Columbus now, who's been playing really, really well. Um, Atlanta, oh, geez. You know, they're, I posted something the other day. I said, Atlanta, at, Atlanta on the road is you, and the guy she tells you not to worry about is Atlanta at home. So they're just so much better at home. That's a great 72,000. Watch that match to watch them open up against D.C. United. Impressive. We'll see with what happens when that new car smell is not there anymore. Yeah, exactly. I, I think holler at me in five years, and let's see if there's still 72,000 people showing up. But for now, great. Arthur Blank, Arthur Banks, is that his name? He's a, he's a good man. He's a good owner. Keeps the concession prices reasonable. Um, he gets it. Gets it. Uh, let's see here. Just uh, I'm just going to look at the odds for you for MLS. See if anything jumps out at anybody. Uh, DC United hosting Houston Dynamo. Dynamo's a plus one ninety five. That might be a good money to throw some money on Dynamo or for a draw at plus two seven two twenty seven. DC United is a plus one thirty five. So there's no clear favorite. Maybe DC United is a slight favorite at home. Minnesota hosting Chicago Fire. Uh, again, Minnesota's just a slight favorite there on the books that I'm seeing. Plus 150 for Minnesota and plus 174 for Chicago. Philadelphia Union hosting Columbus Crew. Crew's a plus 225. Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Toronto, oh, Toronto going to Montreal. Toronto is a plus 156. 
plus 163 for Toronto or for the impact. So plus 236 for the draw. Uh, let's see. NYC FC hosting Orlando City. Orlando City is a plus 511. Plus 511 for Orlando City. So New York City is a big time favorite at minus 204. Atlanta United hosting the Whitecaps. Ooh, Whitecaps at a plus four twenty-two. I think Atlanta may be a little overvalued, and I think Vancouver is actually pretty good. I think Vancouver is going to compete in the West. Alfonso Davies is a stud. No, no way around it. Sporting Kansas City hosting the San Jose Earthquakes. I know a lot of sporting fans here in chat. So San Jose is a plus four eighty-four. Minus 196 for Sporting KC, plus 329 for the draw. The, the, let's see here, Real Salt Lake hosting Red Bull New York. Red Bull New York is a plus 219. Why on earth are they a plus 219? And I'd like to throw money on Red Bull New York for sure. FC Dallas hosting the Sounders. Sounders a plus 313. Hmm. Like, I don't know when Dallas has ever done well against Seattle Sounders, for real. Uh, so, I don't know. Interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So, those are the MLS matches for this weekend. I think we'll all be pretty much focused on the USL, but I know a lot of folks do pay attention to the MLS. So, I'm excited about that as well. So, lots of soccer. March Madness. OU will probably be done by this weekend. So, you know, New England, who are they? I, there wasn't lines on New England. Um, I, don't, I didn't see it. Maybe I missed it. I didn't see any lines on them. Yeah, I didn't see any betting lines at least. Maybe it's not listed, but all the other, yeah, they're not playing. They're off. They're off. They don't play until next week. They play at NYCFC. Or no, they actually host, they host NYCFC. So that's a loss there. That's a loss. All right. Well, anyway, that will – I think that's going to be it for me tonight, guys. I think I've, I've – I think I've gone as long as I can. And we've talked a lot of soccer. had great guests on. Uh, again, a special shout-out and special thanks to Todd Lizenby and Coach Michael Wilson of Fortuna Tulsa. Appreciate those guys coming on and spending some time with us this evening. Uh, and also, just so you folks um, are aware, and and you know, we'll we'll do another live podcast next week. Some point, I'll I'll announce it and do an event, and we'll have another live Facebook live for those listening on podcast. You can come to Facebook Live, Tornado Alley SPC. You can find us on Facebook. Give us a like, subscribe. Would appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder, uh, special thanks for our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group team at roughneckscarves.com. Also, bgn.fm, Beautiful Game Network. We will have so much podcast there, you will make your head spin. It's good stuff there. So, yes, so we'll have uh, we'll have more interviews, more content and more good stuff for the podcast here on the live stream. And, and folks, go on the live stream. That's the only way you can ask your questions. I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. 
or have our guests answer. So anyway, I'm signing off. Peace out. God bless. Take care.